Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. Having a Disney craving you can't fill? Lifelong Disney World adventurers, Ashley and Sammy will take you on a journey through the parks, movies, books, and more. Whether you live miles or states away, if you love Disney, you'll love hanging out with the Pixie Dust Twins on the Limitless Podcast Network. everybody you are on with the pixie dust twins i'm ashley and i'm sammy let's get swimming but before we do that don't forget to go and like and subscribe to all of our social media things but after you do that listen up because we are talking about something that we've been kind of excited i've been excited for and we are getting into animation because last week was our overview of walt disney world and the studio and how it all started but now we're going to start getting into some of the actual movies and today we're going to start with the classic princesses Yay. yes which makes sense because snow white was the first animated yes. feature film she was yeah so it makes sense to start with the princesses yes classic So we're going from Snow White to Jasmine, and we're calling them the classic princesses because literally once Jasmine hit in 92, 90, nope, yeah, 92, ha, I was right. Once Jasmine hit in 92, there was a huge lull until we got to Rapunzel, which was in the 2000s. So crazy. That's why we kind of call them the classic. Oh no, you forgot about Pocahontas and Mulan, actually. They were in the late 90s, mid. Oh, that's right. We are talking about, but they're not princesses. Ah, you know what? You are correct. Let's get into that debate. Yes. We'll get into that debate after we go over the other. <laughs> Let's jump into uh, Snow White. Yes. We're actually going to jump into all three, the first three. Right. So Snow White, our first topic is Snow White, Cinderella, and Aurora. And the reason we're putting these three together is because they were created in the 30s and 50s. And during that time, it was very different. We didn't have women's rights yet. We didn't have equality or uh, we didn't even have the civil rights yet, at least inequality of any sort for any gender, anybody other than a white man. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much when they were made. (laughs) So Snow White came out in 38, Cinderella in 50, and Aurora Mm -hmm. in 59, just to place them in their timelines. 
Yes, and they're very much a damsel in distress. That was like the huge, I love Sammy's face. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That was the the theme for back then because back then they looked as women as weak and needing help and being damsels and they they can't take care of themselves, which I find funny because then some of the evil people are women. So I'm like, okay, so we're either damsels in distress, Snow White, Aurora, Cinderella, Mm -hmm. or we're evil, evil queen, Maleficent, evil stepmother, like- What the heck, Disney? I mean, I know it's the time period, but come on. Yeah, no balance in there at all. No balance whatsoever. Which is why I probably find myself enjoying the evil queen more than Snow White. (laughs) Because at least she had a better personality. Just saying. This is true. Yes, because... So, I watched Snow White because I hate myself (laughs) a couple weeks ago. Because I have not seen it in a very, very, very long time. And I felt like, to be fair to the podcast, I should watch it. I didn't pay attention for half of the movie because it was terrible. But I would love to share with you some of my thoughts directly out of my notes on Snow White. (laughs) Here we go. Number one, Snow White's voice drives me nuts. This is not really common on the story. And I understand that. But oh my goodness, I wanted to rip my ears off when she was talking. It's the audio quality. And then I put, well, I can't say exactly what I put. I said, (laughs) oh my goodness. (laughs) I am six minutes into Snow White and she and the prince are already singing their love song to each other. Isn't she like 14? Why Mm -hmm. is she searching for her true love? This is another problem I have with these movies. If you look at the age of what the princesses are supposed to be, they are very Mm -hmm. young and it annoys me and grosses me out that they're supposedly looking for their true love and going off to get married and she's a child. But okay, just to play devil's advocate and to put some perspective into these stories, according to these timelines, like these are stories, the princess stories were not made by Disney. I want everyone to understand that. He did not write or create these characters. These characters were written and created hundreds of years before him and were passed down verbally and then passed down via writing. He got a lot of them from like when the Grimm brothers collected all of these stories together into their book. Again, Grimm did not write them. They collected Mm -hmm. them. And then Hans Christian Andersen, I believe, did the same thing. Mm -hmm. The time period, 14 was like middle age when these stories were created. So that's why I think Snow White was 14. As the princesses get older, they've changed that just because of our day and age. But I I mean, I I agree with you. I think it's disgusting. Like I had 14 year old girls in my small group. No, they are not allowed to get married. They can't get married and find their true love before me. No, thank you. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. They shouldn't even, don't even be kissing boys. You don't need them. No, you shouldn't. You don't need them in your life. You're fine. You don't. Just wait. A lot of drama. Yes. A lot of drama. We saw that. Boys are just dumb. Yeah, exactly. They are dumb. Wait until they're older because they're less dumb eventually. Mm. They, I said less. I did not say okay. they're not. <laughs> you didn't hear me say they're not. I said they are less dumb when they're older. Their development doesn't kind of end until their late 20s. Yeah. So just just hang on. Just I wait. Promise. Hold Don't on. bother yourself with the teenagers and the preteens. No. A lot of my comments on Snow White were stupid, yeah. but I just... Yeah, the audio, the audio quality drives me crazy because that's just how people sing and how they put things together back then. So I mm-hmm. agree with you on that. I agree with you on the age thing. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's hilarious that the heart thing where 
he the huntsman takes her out to kill her and he lets her go and he gets an animal heart and animal hearts do look different they are not the same as human hearts so um, i guess the queen didn't know i don't know maybe she kill not. a lot of people maybe this was her first well, she kill. probably had people to kill for her yeah that yeah. i don't know that's a good question though I don't know. That just whole part of the story is weird to me. And then she's so vain, but then she makes herself this ugly old woman, and that's how she dies. Yes, that's a... <laughs> that is ironic. But I do love the evil queen, even yeah. though she was thwarted in the end. I mean, they all are. Yeah. I do love the mirror. I think the mirror is cool. Mm-hmm. The mirror is the pretty mirror. legit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that talking mirror, yeah, that was pretty legit, yeah. too. She did a a nice thing with her magic or however she created it. But with, with these movies and I, it's funny cause I talk to a lot of my younger, my youth kids about when we talk about Disney, they don't see this, but Disney actually, when they created the animated movies, he was very much on color and color representing different things. And mm-hmm. you start to see it in this one right away. Uh, so blue in Disney is pure and princess and just, innocence and then green is evil and dark and yes. yeah so like the mirror has green in him yes. in smoke with the evil with the evil queen i believe when she pulls out the apple it's like yes. green until it's it like black green. yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so just be on the lookout for that when you watch your Disney movies and you can pretty much track it all the way up through all the Disney princess movies except for Rapunzel but we'll get to that but even non-princess movies, because they do the same sort of theme mm-hmm. in their other animated, you know, like, yeah. the one always comes Lion to mind. Is, I was just going to say Lion King always comes to my mind with Scar. That's a mm-hmm. color is the green that's yes. in there. So, yeah, that is a very good point. And I think that's mm-hmm. very cool that they do yeah. that. It's like subliminal in my mind now. If it's green, it's evil. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I see green too. So when I saw the princess of the frog, I'm like, wait a second. Why is she wearing green? Oh, okay. We're fine. Yeah. Her green is a uh, different green. A little different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cinderella. Did you write down? I I mean, I have my views on Cinderella, but did you write down any? I only see views on Snow White. (laughs) No, because I'm going to be straight up. I watched Snow White and then I just couldn't do it anymore. So I didn't (laughs) rewatch any of the other two. (laughs) I just was like, I can't take any more of this nonsense. Mm-hmm. I, I need this man to come and save me junk. So I yeah. did not do it. Well, okay. Cinderella, I think it's funny because Cinderella doesn't put off the damsel in distress vibe. Mm-hmm. She is, she has the, I'm going to submit to this evil woman and be kind and do the things, which I think is absolutely wrong and horrible. And she needed mm-hmm. to rebel, but she doesn't bring off the man vibe. She goes to the ball just to, from what we understand, she goes to the ball just to get out. Yes, that is She doesn't true. actually go to like fall in love, but she mm-hmm. ends up falling in love with the prince because, you know, it's Disney. And then uh, I, okay. So I want to make sure I understand this from what I've been reading. So when the fairy godmother transformed her, the idea Uh was she also made it so that nobody would recognize her, right? Which Mm -hmm. is why people online are always just like, why is the prince so stupid? He doesn't recognize her afterwards. But that was part of the spell, people, was Mm -hmm. that she would not be recognizable because that was a one-night event for her. Well, not really because, because, you know, the the shoe thing, but... Yeah, because she, like, 
at first, I don't think that was a part of the spell. And then as she's getting into the carriage, she's like, wait, what about my stepmother and stepsisters? And the fairy godmother's like, oh, you, they won't recognize you. There's magic. You're fine. Go. Mm-hmm. And that's why the prince doesn't know who, who she is when she gets there and who she is when he sees her again when they put the shoe on. That's why they need the shoe. If that wasn't a part of the spell, he wouldn't need the shoe. Yes. And the uh, original story on this, because they did it in the live action remake, they added a little bit where the bird came Mm -hmm. and like pecked out the eyeballs of one of the sisters, right? Mm -hmm. Some of this stuff is just horrifying when you read that original. Yeah, I mean, in the original Grum story, when the girls were trying to fit their feet into the slippers, they cut off parts of their feet to get right. their feet in the slippers. And the only reason the prince notices, and he actually doesn't even notice, there's these talking ravens that are like, she's bleeding, she's bleeding. And that's the only reason he knows. I'm like, really? You don't see the blood pouring out of that glass slipper? Seriously? Are you dumb? You're a man, so probably. I will say Disney did a good job of making them more family friendly and not horrifying. Yes like some of the original stories. Very true. I don't know if I've ever read the original Snow White story. I I know I have it in one of my my fairy child books. I have it. I just have never read it. I'm sure it's got to be super weird with all the dwarves and all that going on. It's got to be I've read the Cinderella one. The Cinderella one I just remember because of the the eyeball thing always freaking me out. So I think we had to read it in Mrs. Cromer's class. Oh, really? Oh, my I'm pretty sure that's where we read it. Sounds Uh, like it. Yeah. Okay, and then Aurora. Aurora is, and I love little girls because my niece, I'll say, I'll point out a, I'll point her out and say, oh, there's Aurora. She's like, no, that's Sleeping Beauty. I'm like, it's not her name, but okay, you're cute. But no, I even have adults that are like, aren't she, who's Aurora? I'm like, Sleeping Beauty? Do you not know her real name? She has a name, people. Her name is Aurora. She's mm-hmm. Spanish, not French like everyone thinks she is for some reason. I'm like, people. They even say she's in Spain. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. It's annoying. Yeah. Don't... Some of these, I, I look at Pinterest. When I'm going through Pinterest and I do like Disney searches, they like try to say what country they're from and da-da-da-da-da. And I've seen so many mess-ups on these princesses on where they're from. I'm like, do you not listen? Like someone didn't have Belle in France. They had her in Spain. I'm like, in the movie, <laughs> Lumiere says, this is France. It's like, oh, dear Lord. Yeah, and Lumiere literally has a French accent, so yep. I'm a little confused about that, too. Yep. He's literally speaking with a French accent. Yes. So with Aurora's original story, I had to do a project on this in college, and it's so boring. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. It's only, like, two pages, and... It, I mean, it's the same concept. There's an evil fairy. There's like these 13 fairies and 12 fairies were invited to her birth and the 13th wasn't and it's Maleficent even though that's not her name in the story. And she comes and she curses everyone to sleep for a hundred years. And princes and princes and princes come and try and they all die trying to get to this people because it's the, the thorns are everywhere. Mm-hmm. The prince that gets her is the one who comes on the hundredth day, like the, the day of the hundredth year. Mm-hmm. He comes and he like battles through and it's because all the, the thorns are going away because the curse is over and he gets mm. the princess because she's wake Like when he kisses her is the moment the curse is over and she wakes up. It's not because of him. It's because the curse is over. Like, that's it. That's the story. So Disney spiced it up, even though yeah. it's still kind of boring. It's still, it really kind of is. As far as princess movies go, it's just like, eh. Yeah. I mean, she's not, she doesn't have much of a personality, except that uh, she knows how to cry and, and whine, like most Disney princesses. 
Yeah. They don't know how to throw themselves on, on tables and chairs. Yeah. That's like the thing, right? When they're upset, they just fling themselves over. Yep. All of them do it. Even our favorites. Yes. That's a classic Disney princess move is to fling yourself dramatically someplace when you're mad or crying or upset. The only characters that have personality in Sleeping Beauty is the three fairies because they're Mm -hmm. hilarious, especially Meriwether, the littlest one. Mm -hmm. And then Maleficent. Yeah. That's it. I can agree with them. Mm-hmm. She's scary. I'm sorry. She's the one that gives me nightmares. She's pretty legit, though. If I was going to be evil, that would be Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Because she does some wicked things. Yep. She can transform into a dragon. I was just going to say, I would really want to be able to transform into a dragon if I was evil. I can see you doing that. That's legit right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care for Snow White because she's annoying, but I do mm-hmm. think Aurora has the worst story. Yeah. Because nothing happens. Everything happens at the end. Nothing real wow happens until the end. Everything yeah. else is pretty, pretty boring. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, those are the three kind of <laughs> damsel in distress, not much personality princesses that need a man to do their mm-hmm. work for them. I mean, we have appreciation for these three princesses because they were some of the original work. At least Snow White was original work from Disney himself. Mm-hmm. They have a place in their time period and kind of where they come from, but... I am glad like they did a reboot of Cinderella and I hope to talk about that in one of our later episodes and it was phenomenal on how yes. they rebooted Cinderella and I'm hoping they've done the re- the reboot of Sleeping Beauty and did Maleficent with Angelina Jolie I'm not a fan but we can talk about that in another episode but they need to do a reboot of Snow well I don't think they're gonna do a movie reboot of Snow White because they did Once Upon a Time the TV show Once Upon a Time was focused around Snow White I don't know. It may be eventually, but it might take a couple extra years because they just did yeah. the show. So Snow White in Once Upon a Time redeemed her character, like her animation mm-hmm. character. She's a, she's amazing. Kick butt. She doesn't want a man to save her princess in this show. Have you watched it? No. Mm-mm. <gasps> oh, honey. I have not. No. You need to watch it. It's so good. I know you've told me this before, but I have not. You need to do a whole episode just on that. Uh, let me try and catch up and then (laughs) you need to you need to watch it first yeah so then it was literally another 30 years before there was another disney princess princess yeah crazy little official princess yeah i feel like there are princesses were missing that were in between because wasn't the black cauldron on during that time yeah but disney doesn't even really acknowledge that the black cauldron exists in time or space true true so yeah they don't really seem to we should do like a whole episode on the lost in space i think we are random things we might be i don't remember i think it's in there i think i'm a little behind on preparing for shows it's okay we're fine (laughs) anyway so 30 years later (laughs) they come uh with samantha's favorite princess Yes. Miss Ariel or yes. Ariel, depending on who you listen to mm-hmm. say her name because yes. it's pronounced both ways in the movie. Mm-hmm. Sammy, I'm going to let you talk about Miss Ariel. All right. So she it. came out in 89. So mm-hmm. I was two. So I think that might be part of it too, is she's probably the first Disney princess that I really remember because she yeah. would have been a new thing that came out. And when I first went to the parks, I was three and a half which means they probably still had a lot of Little Mermaid things mm-hmm. available for purchase. So that probably was another big reason. So I may have defaulted to her. I don't know, but I still really love Ariel. <laughs> <Regardless>. <laughs> okay. There's definitely some problems with 
Ariel. And at the time when I was younger, I did not see this as an issue, but she's 16 and fell in love with Eric in like half a second because she saw him in a boat. I mean, are you serious? Okay, hold on though. Let's think about maybe not you, but like me and some of the girls we hang out with at 16, did we not fall for people in like 2.5 seconds? Yes. (laughs) Like that was a 16 year I'm not saying it wasn't realistic, but it's ridiculous. Okay. In real life, in the cartoon, it's 100%. I literally said it is 100% ridiculous. King Triton and Sebastian should have definitely been telling her to chill out. But the difference is, is that Ariel was trying to literally leave her entire life behind for this person that she knew nothing about. It's not like you have the option in real life. Your parents are just like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're going to leave them all now. Okay. So we're going to go home. (laughs) I like her because she's brave. She's fearless. She fights for what she believes in and what she wants. Mm -hmm. If I don't always agree with her, she does do that. And I love Ursula as a villain. I think she's a great addition to it. She does give her some very bad sexist advice on how to win her man. Because if you remember in the song, she says, don't underestimate the importance of body language. That's terrible, Ursula. And you knew what you were doing, but you're evil. So what do you- That's why she gave it to her. (laughs) Exactly. These are things like I thought about, you know, when I was older, I didn't necessarily pick up on when I was younger Mm -hmm. watching it. I like it because Ariel just ends up being herself and doesn't really follow that. And she's goofy and she's silly. You know, she's sitting at the table combing her hair with a freaking fork. (laughs) Everyone's staring at her like, are you okay over there? You know, I granted she thinks that's what it's for. Thanks to some of her friends who provide not great advice either. That wasn't her fault. She lived in the sea, so she didn't know. Who listens to a seagull? Seriously. I know. Ariel didn't know though. I mean, it's not like she had a lot of variety of friends. She had... Mm -hmm seagull and a fish and a crab so it's understandable she was confused but by being herself that's why eric liked her mm-hmm. go the other way like ursula had suggested and then yeah. ursula coming in you know trying to be all sexy and sultry did not work because ariel still won in the end and i think that's a great well, one she used magic which was just cheating yes that's what the evil villains do in the disney movies yes. they utilize their magic for bad and try and win and they do not mm-hmm. because that is not the disney way yeah. But yeah, I like Ariel because she's full of personality and mm-hmm. I think she's great fun. Yeah, I love what you put here. You said she's brave and fearless and she fights for what she wants, which is, yeah. I mean, any person, male or female, needs to be able to be brave and fearless and to fight for what they want mm-hmm. in the right way, not the wrong way. Don't go Ursula way. Go, you know, the good way. But yeah, like every everyone should be able to be brave and learn how to be brave in their own way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Ariel, she's the first princess to do that like you see the shift from right. the first three to Ariel and how she starts to show a little bit more personality a little bit more that she can do things on her own yeah so I was gonna say she's more independent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah she's a very much more independent and then a couple years later in 91 they take that and they even put more into it with my favorite princess which is Belle mm-hmm. from Beauty and the Beast speaking of Belle my Belle My puppy is crying because she doesn't like that I'm back here without her. Mm -hmm. Oh, girl. So I'm sorry if you hear her crying in the background. It's Robert from Limitless Broadcasting, reminding you to tune in to Limitless Broadcasting Network anywhere you get your podcasts, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Check us out today.
they continue to move forward with Belle, which I, I love. I'm just going to kind of read what I put in my notes. And I love mm -hmm. that as princesses move forward, they can represent more than a pretty face. Yes, Ariel and Belle and all the other ones are pretty faces because it's animation. It's hard not to make them beautiful of some sort. Mm -hmm. But Belle builds on top of Ariel's curiousness and she is an educated reader, which is huge for that time period. If you try to figure out what time period they're in, women don't read at all and mm -hmm. Belle is a huge reader that's why I love her so much I love to read I didn't become a Belle fan until I was older probably because when I was younger I thought princesses were for like girly girls and I wasn't a girly girl mm -hmm. but now looking at Belle I'm like yeah she's a girl but she's like this educated strong woman and I love mm -hmm. her and she gets a library in a castle I mean come on who doesn't want a library in a castle I want the library in a castle it is my dream I have told people my my future husband, whoever he is, he doesn't have to buy me a ring. He just has to build me a library. I know mm -hmm. it's more expensive, but that show that will show me he loves me. Just, mm -hmm. just saying. And then the big thing about that movie, everyone has ugh, either, I don't know if it's psych students or people just being Disney haters. I love how they get in and try to like type these princesses with some sort of mental disorder during mm -hmm. these things. It mm -hmm. makes me so angry because they try to tell us that Belle has Stockholm Syndrome. Mm -hmm. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's that they, she gets so attached to her attacker that she, in her mind, he is a good guy, even though he's a bad guy. Mm -hmm. People, the Beast is not a bad guy. Yes, he's a dumb man who made a horrible mistake and was vain, but he's not the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, and it was, she had a moment. She was not attached to him. If you watch the movie, it was literally the very first night that she goes into, um, she goes into his side of the wing and sees the rose. It was the very first night. She hadn't even been there a full night yet. And he scared her off. And that's when she had to go and save, or he had to go and save her from the wolves. Stockholm syndrome takes months months people I'm sorry I'm getting on a rampage but it takes months for that to happen so for you to sit here and say that Belle has a mental issue she no she wasn't there long mm -hmm. enough she chose to go back and to save him because she saw something in him that that was your dog <laughs> she saw something in him mm -hmm. that she didn't see at first and that's what I love this story because it is about seeing beneath the surface and it's not about what you see on top it, it's that that personality that love that what what's underneath and what makes them and the beast had to change what is his real name adam i think is what it is they never say yeah. it but for some reason his he's adam i believe it's adam yeah yeah um adam needed to change and him rescuing her was that first step if anything he is the one who is healing and she is there to help him through that process and then they end up falling in love together which i think is really cute and if you Sorry, think I about it, rant out. no, it's good because <laughs> the, the theme follows the whole movie. So at the beginning we see, you were saying not many women were educated, mm -hmm. could read all that. So right. Everyone at the beginning of the movie thinks Belle's a big weirdo. That's mm -hmm. kind of the entire first song is just like, oh, there goes the weirdo Belle again. Look at her. She's still got her nose in a book and they all think she's super bonkers for wanting to be educated and read. And you have Gaston who doesn't know anything about her, but thinks she's pretty and mm -hmm. wants to follow her around and basically get her to be with him. And he doesn't know anything about her, but he thinks his good looks are enough. And she clearly thinks he's a giant idiot, which he is mm -hmm. and does not take to him. But well, like he, you said, the beast wins her over yeah. because they get to know each other. So. And he, he, Gaston takes the book and is like, 
he makes some sexist comment about um, if you start reading, you get ideas, and that shouldn't be what you do. You just need to worry about having babies. No, thank you. Then, no. 91. We're in 91. At that point, women weren't just there to have babies in 91. I mean, some of it, yes. But we were starting to get out of that stereotype. So I'm glad that Disney kind of took that and then broke it apart. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Agreed. Disney. Yes. Yes. Okay. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> after, after Belle comes Jasmine, which Jasmine's like rock solid amazing i'm gonna let you start but she uh aladdin comes out in 92 so the movie's not even about her and i think the movie should have been about her but anyhow yeah she's a big <laughs> part of aladdin once she mm-hmm. and i mean that's you know like in your notes you said that's when another big shift for how they're being portrayed she is even more so than ariel more so than Belle. Mm-hmm. she is independent she doesn't need anybody else to take care of her. She's annoyed that other people keep trying to interfere in her life and tell her what to do. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need anybody. She's got her freaking tiger with her. <laughs> First of all, I have no idea how many years. You know what? Honestly, I still would love a tiger as a pet. And it is literally because of Jasmine. Mm-hmm. I know it's not really her personality, but it's so awesome. And I just, mm-hmm. I wanted the tiger as a pet forever after I saw that movie. <laughs> I mean, just like Jasmine and her tiger pet. Um, but anyway, but yeah, the best part of Jasmine is the fact that she actively tells people basically to get out of her face. Mm-hmm. I don't need you. You're a fool. Go away. Yep. And all the men around her, because there's a lot of men in the movie, have mm-hmm. to deal with it. And basically, Jasmine is the one who has to be won over in the movie. Because mm-hmm. she has no interest in dealing with anyone else's antics mm-hmm. at the end of the day, right? Yeah. 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 I love, like, she's the first princess. She, she says, I am not a prize to be won. And I remember, like, when I got older, like, as a child, I didn't understand that line. But I remember in college watching it, and I remember hearing her say it, and I'm like, yes, that's true. Yes, go Jasmine. Because she's not, women are not prizes to be won. We are people too. And Disney is, I love Disney because Disney's always like 20 steps above culture. Because Disney, like our culture right now, or like when the Me Too movement started a couple years ago, was it a couple, five? I don't know. Um, Disney had been already doing that stuff way before the Me Too movement. Like Disney's always been 100 steps above um, Mm -hmm. our culture when it comes to uh, quality and rights and all the things and Jasmine definitely portrayed that now I mean some mom I know moms are like well look at her outfit guys we also have to remember where she's living that's some of the stuff that they used to wear like that's just kind of they're they're in the desert it's gonna be they're gonna not wear as much clothes to stay cool yeah it's like I a mean, million degrees out there have you tried living in the middle of a desert you yeah. probably don't want to just be naked at that point because yeah. it's so freaking hot. So yeah, yeah. So Jas- Jasmine is just amazing, and she, I mean she she doesn't try to get a prince. She falls for Aladdin's character and who he is, um, mm-hmm. in that he is more than just some street rat, but just this amazing uh, guy. After he gets past his um, his. Uh, insecurities insecurities yeah there we go that's a nice way of putting it Mm -hmm. i was thinking of something else but that's okay Mm -hmm. but yeah jazz if if you're if 
if your girls are going to choose a princess to model themselves after when it comes to her strength, Jasmine is like top my list. I love Mm -hmm. her. I agree. She is awesome. Okay. (laughs) Next topic. I might get in trouble. Like we did at Animal Kingdom. Well, but I mean, technically. I know. I'm, they are not right. princesses. They yes, are not. Disney considers them princesses, which I think is sort funny. Of. No, they're in the official Disney list. Yeah, but then, you know, I mean, when you go to meet at Princess Hall, you don't see Pocahontas True. there. You know what I mean? They're kind of wishy-washy to a certain extent with this. They are. Scenario. Yeah. Pocahontas. We'll start with her. She was made in 95. Mm-hmm. So we learned the real story in eighth grade from our history teacher, Mr. Strayer, and it totally destroyed the movie Pocahontas for us because Terrible. it's not the real, like Disney did not tell the real story. Pocahontas was actually 12 and John Smith was like in his late thirties, early forties and pudgy and ugly. Yeah. And they never had a relationship ever. The idea then is gross when you really start thinking mm-hmm. about it. Oh, the way I mean, granted, Disney did not make her look like a twelve-year-old. She clearly oh no, she was like is older. Eighteen in the movie, and I understand that. But the fact that the real story is just so different. Yeah, I mean, I understand you had to princify her up, princess see her up, whatever. Mm-hmm. But her real story is not that bad. I mean, Mm-mm. I'm not sure why we had to go so far off and make it into some stupid romance with John Smith. When we were, we were going so well with Jasmine and all that. And then I, uh-huh. I do honestly think Pocahontas was a slight step backwards because it spent it so much time focusing on her and John Smith and they did not know each other. They were supposed to really be bringing the white man and the Indians together. Right. But they didn't do a good job. And no. yeah, it just became a love story. And it's like, that's yeah. not the true purpose of Pocahontas at all. That wasn't the story. And what I find funny is they tried to redeem themselves with the second movie because then they brought in John Rolfe, who in real life she ended up marrying. Yes. But they had them going back to America and she never went back to America. She died mm-hmm. in England. Yeah, that's where she ended up. Yeah. So Disney just totally destroyed Pocahontas. The music is really awesome though. Yes. Yes. Some of the music is phenomenal with that movie. I could sing those songs all day. We forgot to say, Pocahontas is not a princess. She's in the official Disney princess website, but she's actually not an official princess. She is a chief's daughter, which is not royalty whatsoever. That's why she's she's a princess, but she's not. Not really, no. So this next one we're going to talk about redeems Pocahontas, thank goodness. It was three years later, and her name is Mulan. But again, not an actual princess. She is not, She's technically. Not. She marries a general. Exactly. She is not a princess before the movie starts, and she's not at the end. No. Not but at Disney all. Disney still labels her as such. Yeah. But, I mean, she as a person and, and her story is actually, well, her Disney story, her real story kind of ends horribly. But, because, you know. But her story, she is an amazing, I can't say the whole world, but she's a BA of yes. a leading lady yes. um, for this movie. She knows how to yield a sword. I mean, come on. I don't know if you put that or I put that, but I love that comment in there. She knows how to yield the sword. Hello. Uh-huh, exactly. I, yeah. So Ariel, Belle, Pocahontas, they all are kind of heroines in a certain extent in their movie, but Mulan is literally, she is 
yep. the heroine. She saves her entire country. Yep. And you can't top that. There is no princess up to this point who is that awesome. Yeah. In the Disney universe. So I think yeah. that's pretty legit. She is definitely the most independent. She didn't even yeah. really need to get married at the end and it would have been fine. It still would have been an amazing movie. This is very true. For some reason, Disney thinks that their girls have to end up falling in love of some sort. Because everyone, I mean, if we look back, everyone falls in love. The only one to this date, and it's in the newer ones, actually two, is Merida and Elsa. Those are the only two. Oh, right. And Elsa. Yeah. Elsa's technically a queen, not a princess, but eh, yeah, it's tomato tomato. Yeah. But yeah, Merida is the next big, pretty awesome princess that's coming up. Yeah. So, but no, Mulan, like, she really sets the precedent for the next set of females in Disney to come along because mm-hmm. she's a strong female character. She sacrifices herself to go and save not only her family, but to save the country. She does it for her dad mm-hmm. because he can't fight. And right. she does it all just she wings it half the time. She doesn't even know what she's doing half the time, but she learns and progresses. And I love the song, I'll Make a Man Out of You, because you see that whole transformation of her figuring Mm -hmm. out, okay, I need to figure this out. And what I love is it shows it's not just brute strength that you need in a war, because Mm -hmm. there's a part in the movie where Shang shoots arrows up on this post and they have to get up using these two medallions and all the men try to put them on and just try to climb without like using them as assets they're a hindrance but Mulan finally figures out like oh no these I can use these to get up there and it's more than just about brute strength but but the mind and thinking and strategy and all this stuff and and you see that as she fights I can't remember his name what's what's the villain's name they all sound very familiar, or the very. All I can think of is Shere Khan, <laughs> and that's that, that's Jungle Book. <laughs> I know, and that's the only name that popped in my head, and I was just like, "That's not correct." Well, the evil dude—you see it as she fights the evil dude um, yeah. on the mountain, and when they find out that she's a female, yeah, in the show. And what I love is that even after they find out she's a female, she's still and she knows everyone's in trouble, she still goes, even though she's yes. probably going to get killed at the end, because exactly. that's the Chinese culture, is women don't fight. Mm-hmm. She's fighting against her culture. Yeah, just, she just she's just like, you know what, this is the right thing to do, mm-hmm. so this is what I'm going to do. Yep. That's what's so great about Mulan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they try and make her, you know, very girly, because that's the whole beginning of the movie, is, you know, she's not mm-hmm. doing the girly activities that she should be doing she doesn't want to do all the makeup and do the tea and you know Mm -hmm. she's always been she said that warrior I guess you could say at heart yeah because that was the whole test to see if she'd be a good wife and according according to the test no she showed them yeah did you ever watch the second one I don't think I have seen the second one the second one I mean it's not as good as the first of course because sequels but it still continues that that independent spirit that women should be told what to do because what mm-hmm. in the second one the emperor has three daughters and to have peace with another country they are supposed to marry the three sons of the other country and mm-hmm. Wan and Xingli, Xing, yeah, Xingli, 
yeah. are transporting them. And during this whole journey, the three, so remember the three warriors that the, the bigger guy who wants a woman who right. can eat and those three, mm-hmm. the princesses fall in love with them. <laughs> And it's this whole battle of duty versus heart. And it's, mm-hmm. it's really cool. Cause in the end, you know what Mulan does to sacrifice herself? She goes in the place as one of the princesses and like was going to marry one of the princes to keep peace. So these girls could be in love with who they want to be in love with. Cause she thought Chingley oh. was dead. She, they mm-hmm. thought she died. It ends oh, up okay. alive and they, everything turns well, out fine. But Disney. Yeah. So. Disney. But just her character is just absolutely phenomenal. Like, another great character to have your daughters look up to. I agree. 100%. She's a great role model. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everyone, like, Ariel, just not the love thing of 16. <laughs> yeah. Ariel, Belle, Jasmine, and Mulan are kind of those ones that they're good. Mm-hmm. They're good role models to look up to from the from our generation of Disney princesses. Yes. Because after Mulan, there's not really, there's like Atlantis, lost the lost Atlantis. There mm-hmm. is a princess in that one. But mm-hmm. again, she's kind of lost in the chaos. Mm-hmm. Disney never talks about that movie. Yeah. They never acknowledge that that exists either. That's another black cauldron right there. Except it's not as bad. No, there's actually two of those. They did two of them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've only seen yeah. the first one, but I've seen, but, but yeah, she's not, I don't know. She's not a very memorable character. Mm-hmm. I think that's the problem. I think the princess in the Black Cauldron and the princess in the Lo- and Lost Atlantis are not memorable enough mm-hmm. to kind of make it on screen, which I don't know how Pocahontas is memorable enough. Well, I mean, the movie was named after her, so. Eh. You know. It's like, it's like a John Carter of animations. But the songs are good. I'm going to stand by that. That's why people like Pocahontas. I bet you know. Okay, other than Colors of the Wind, what other song is good enough? That's another one. The other one where she's rowing it. Oh, the the River Bend. Okay. Two. Two songs. Another excellent song. I don't know anything else. Because one of the other ones is uh, them digging for gold and the the evil man being evil. Yeah, and I only remember that because it's in Fantasmic, the show. (laughs) It's part of the show. Oh, yeah, it they're, is. Yeah, and that's the only reason I remember that song. <laughs> it's because they light up and they're all singing the song, dig, dig, whatever it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And then there's some tribal song that I don't even know if I can remember off the top of my head. But I don't remember. did it right before John almost got killed. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the music is good in Pocahontas. But... Well, okay. Mm-hmm. So we should probably wrap it up. Yeah, because we really have nothing else to talk about. We really honestly. don't. So those are no. the classic classic Disney princesses or some are not but it's okay the classic Mm -hmm. Disney princesses uh they if you've never seen some of their movies I I fully encourage you to watch at least from Little Mermaid up if you want to have an appreciation for the older ones go for it but we are not gonna like push recommend it if anything watch the remakes of the old ones that will be much much better yeah, so the next episode, we're hoping to go into the next set of princesses because there's like this huge mm-hmm. gap again. And we start out with Rapunzel, which Rapunzel is like amazing. I love her. Yeah, so we're looking at like the 2000s and mm-hmm. beyond. Yep, 2000s and beyond. For the beyond. next set. Yes. yes. Yes, yes. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pixie Dust Twins with me, Ashley, and her, Sammy. 
Mm -hmm. Don't forget to go on and like our Instagram if you have not, or if you found us there, thank you very much for listening. We Mm -hmm. really appreciate it. We have a YouTube channel with Limitless Broadcasting where you can watch us be as silly as we sound. And I promise we make it, especially in this episode, we make a lot of faces (laughs) while we're talking about the various princesses. So it's definitely (laughs) worth to give another listen and watch us be silly on camera too. I will not include the parts where Ashley disappeared with her dog. That would be a separate fun video for us to to watch. Bloopers! There is definitely going to be one. I was debating about putting it together, but there is going to be a bloopers video because it's just too funny. It is. So anyway, but yeah, you will find our videos, our podcast videos. You will find other videos on there that we have put together, like film reviews. Ashley has one on there about the... What was the... The first one is Artemis Fowles. So if you want to know anything about Artemis Fowles on there. And then I just did one today for the very first episode of Muppets Now. Because it is now streaming. I have not seen it yet. The first episode is up. It's good. You need to watch. Yes. It's on my list. I promise. I really want to jump into that. But yeah, I couldn't remember what the movie was. Because you didn't like it. Yeah, it's not. Disney. Disney Sorry to spoil it. But you can still watch her review. But at the end, she does not recommend it. No, I don't. (laughs) But yeah, but we have um, other podcasts available too. So make sure you check that out. I'm in a couple others. Ashley has one that's out now. Yes. of recording. It is released now. So we're very excited about that. We're very busy people over here. So please check out our other shows as well. Mm -hmm. And we have shirts for sale. Like if you're watching, I have this on our website. Look at this. Yeah. Yeah. Ashley's shirt is in the mail because my husband sucks but that's another another story i'm sorry her shirt is he has a lot going on he does and our shirts we have some pixie dust twin shirts yes. so hopefully in the next episode i'm excited to rock rocking it. those so we have those for sale too mm-hmm. and so make sure you go check all of that out and we will see you next time yeah bye guys bye In Healing from Within, Be Still and Know, the fourth and final edition, Dr. Robert C. Brooksby describes how we can reclaim and maintain our health when traditional medicine has failed us. Liberally peppered with case histories, Dr. Brooksby teaches us about our nature and how it's possible to work within our intrinsic energies to help us heal. Christ taught his disciples how to heal. We were supposed to have that knowledge, knowledge that has been lost to Western cultures. It was not supposed to be a secret. You can find a link to this book on our website at LimitlessBroadcasting.com. You can also find it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or wherever you do your book shopping. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.